Morning, morning, everybody. Welcome to. Hey, what is it? Welcome to what? Our podcast, Dirty Secrets of Small Business, <laughs> episode 363. Is that what it is now? My yeah. God, I thought the last time I heard it was 50s, but uh, I hear every day, so uh, I don't know why it's the 50s. Anyway, how you doing, everybody? Good to talk to you. This is Jack Mancini from Maximum Value Partners, who are business coaching. And I say we're, it's my partner, Adam. He's been uh, with me and I've been with him for over 20 years of doing this business coaching. Uh, small business coaching, that means companies from 25 employees down to one. We uh, talk about their problems and find solutions to their problems and educate them on what the business world is all about. You know, Adam, I could ask somebody to explain their business. A uh, small business owner, tell me what you do. But you can't talk about your products excessively. You can mention them, but don't talk about them. What else do you talk about? Not too many, you know, not too many people can do that. They can't talk briefly about their business. They can talk briefly and longer about their product. But what is business? You know, uh, what what does it consist of? Well, we develop seven keys to success that kind of condenses that for everybody to learn how to take hold of their own business as the owners and act like business people and work like business people, not just have a job or not just focus on your products when you're talking to people about your business. There's more to it than that. And, you know, it's it's a big part. You know, people who, who are successful small business owners usually stay with their company for decades and they'll, they'll sell it and retire from that. They use that word retire. Uh, they use it very easily until it comes time to start to think about it. So we're asking ourselves, you know, how much time, how much time should I be working? How much? And when do I start to prepare for after work, whatever that may be? And what if you won the lottery yesterday and, uh, you know, the lottery was uh, 50 million? And that was after taxes. So you got 50 million coming to you, a big check for 50 million dropped in your hand. Well, you'd be elated, your family and, and would be elated. People who want to hit you up for something would be coming out of the woodwork, which is all okay. Good, good period for celebrating. And what have you done? Well, you've eliminated a big rationale that we take for granted as to how your future is going to be. You've knocked off the one thing that we all focus on and all talk about, and that's making more money. Now at 50 million, arguably, you have more money than you need, more money than you'll probably ever spend. So there'll be benefactors for that, and that's wonderful. Well, let's come back to you. How much should you be working? That's your whole identity, for the most part, most people's identity. And that's okay if they love what they're doing. Hmm. They don't love what they're doing, and you want 50 million bucks. What do you think? Make you hang in there and take shit from the boss and grumpy employees and all the nonsensical games that are played in, in so many companies? Or would you take off and start something new? Or what would you do? 
Do you have any idea? Do you have any idea how tough it is to try to retire, especially when you're younger? I do. I can give you examples. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you examples. Two times I tried to retire, playing golf, doing some traveling, chasing my chasing my wife around the house. Uh, you know, bumping into each other, just, uh, you know, the routines are so different. So what what should you be doing looking for the future? Do you prepare now? Do you, do you look way ahead to see, all right, when I'm 80, 90, what will I do? Will I be doing anything? Can I do anything? Yeah, you can. If it's an attitude that, that basically is uh, getting in the way. But if you had the financial problem resolved for your company or for you, you wouldn't have that problem, but you'd have other problems. All of a sudden opportunities and doors open that you never even considered before. Now you're trying to figure out how to maybe get involved with them. It's, it's kind of a lonely spot. A lot of people out there willing to help, but it's a personal thing that only you can really decide. Mm -hmm. And uh, but how much should you be working? Working on the company or working on the future? What do you think, Adam? <laughs> oh, Jack, yeah, only only you. It's like only you can prevent forest fires, right? <laughs> or what was that campaign? Remember that campaign? Smokey. That's Smokey. Smokey. Yeah. yeah. Smokey the bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is a, a question we, we we wrestle with, and and if you're if you're a business owner, you know business owners. You, you may have heard them joke, kind of tongue in cheek, about you know one of the benefits of owning your own business, Jack, is you get to choose which of the fill in the blank eight, ten, twelve hours a day that you would like to work. You know, you, you you get to kind of make your own schedule, right? Versus having somebody else kind of do that. And if you kind of will say that to an owner. Usually you'll see them crack a smile because they know the statement like that has some truth to it. And it's one of the things that, that they're often struggling with, right? The whole idea of how much should I be working? And you have folks pulling at you. You have your your team at your business pulling at you. You've maybe got some folks in your personal life. You may have a spouse or or kids or whoever else are kind of pulling at you. You may have other other duties or 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 things that are that are kind of pulling at you. And so the question is, you're saying I, I couldn't couldn't agree more, Jack. It's it's a it's a very personal thing, um, because it really depends. You know, it, it really depends what you're trying to accomplish. So for those of you who are new to the show, welcome. Glad you made it here. Uh, we're almost seven years. Actually, our, our show next week, Jack's going to be our seven year anniversary, episode three sixty four. Right. So it's fifty two shows. You know. Once a week for seven years. That's that's next next week's episode. Jack's gonna be our boy. Let's have a celebration. Then I'll bring a big bottle of bourbon and and uh, see where our, our show goes. <laughs> so 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 why do we do a show like this? You know, every week we're doing a show. We spend several hours a week preparing for and and, and doing the show. We're doing it because we because because we like to do it. We enjoy doing it. It's something that that we get a lot of satisfaction out of, right? Yeah, but we, we, we both have backgrounds in corporate America. We spent we started out in in, in those big those big uh, big corporations. I personally spent almost ten years on Wall Street. And for those of you who are not familiar with investment banking, uh, usually average hundred hundred plus hour weeks. And if you stop to think about that for a second, people will kind of throw those numbers around. And I, I remember Jack, 
interviewing, you know, new incoming analysts. You know, we, we, you know, we'd go to the, to the top business schools and interview, you know, kids who wanted to come join, you know, and they talk about, Hey, I've been wanting to do this. And we started kind of talk about the math a little bit, you know? So, okay, look, you know, if you're working, you know, if you're working 12 hours, 12 hours a day, you know, so you're working Monday through Friday, you're, you're going to work eight to eight, 12 hours a day. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good amount of work, isn't it? They'd say, yeah. I said, okay, well, you got to double that now. So what do you mean you got to double that? Well, how, how do I double that? Well, that's, that's what we're talking about. If you, you get the 120 hours a week. You know how many hours there are in a week, Jack? 24. That's in a day. <laughs> oh, that's right. In a week. No, times seven. No, yeah. I, don't, I can't do the math that fast. It's 168. 168, right? So if I'm working 120 hours a week, I got 48 hours to do, do, do other stuff. You leave, you leave in the morning, it's dark, and you come home at night, and it's dark. Well, no, when you're working on 120-hour weeks, Jack, that, that usually would include a couple all-nighters. You know, I go in, I go in Tuesday morning, I go home Wednesday night kind of thing, right? Work 36 hours straight or more. Heck, I had one time I came in, we were working on a, we we're working on a deal. I came in, you know, working all weekend. Went, you know, I was able to go home Saturday, and I came in Sunday. It was in the summertime, so I had, I'm wearing shorts and a T-shirt. This is back in the day where you still had to wear suits and ties to work, Jack. But on, you know, on the weekends, you're, you know, you could wear what you wanted to wear. So I go on Sunday morning and I'm working on stuff, and you know, things, you know, things just take time. And 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 we had a deadline of Wednesday to get to get everything done by you know by Wednesday morning. So so Sunday rolls into Monday, and folks start coming in after the weekend, and here I am in shorts and shirt. Hey, what is it? Casual casual Monday. No, nah, you know, I've been here since yesterday. I had a chance. Okay, well, hey, all right. So I'll get my my butt busted, you know, by people kind of joking, you know, throughout the day. Tuesday comes. Still in my shorts and t-shirt, Jack. I haven't gone home yet. Hey, what the heck's going on? <laughs> Wednesday comes. Hey, we, we need you to talk to somebody, right? We had, we, we had kind of a supervisor who was in charge of those first year analysts and wanted to know. I said, look, this is what this had to happen. You know, at that point, you know, you're such a daze when you've been up for three straight days. Most people probably can't relate to this, but it may have been up for a day. You get in a certain mode where you're just you're just kind of going. You know, you're almost on an autopilot, you know, and, and, and you just, you, you know. You yeah, a lot of going. fog, a lot of fog yeah. in your head. That's right. Now, that in that environment, that's kind of how people will, will judge, you know, not only in terms of, you know, the quality of your work to do, but you know, how much can you work? You know, and that was just, that was just part of the thing. You know, the, uh, it felt like the, the work day almost didn't start sometimes till seven or eight at night, even though you're, you're there all day, you're getting ready. Okay. What, what, what's going to happen tonight? And is tonight an all nighter or do I get to go home at midnight or two o'clock? That's just how it was. You know, I did that for a couple of years at Bear Stearns. And, and, and what was interesting though, is when you're doing that, when you're, when you're working so much, it's hard for your brain to process kind of what you're learning. And it wasn't until the second year that I was there and we had four new analysts who came in and we didn't have any associates at that point. So I wound up having to manage some young first year analysts. And what was great about that was they were often asking me questions about things, things that I didn't know the answer to a year ago, but now because I've been through, I've been through, I knew most of those answers at that point, Jack. So it started reinforcing me that I was actually learning quite a bit of stuff once I had time to kind of slow down and kind of, you know, digest stuff, you know? So that, that environment has always been extreme, Jack. Okay. Even that environment now is kind of, is kind of, I would say tailed off a little bit. 
you know, with COVID hitting everything else, where also people are complaining about having to work too much, right? That was never talked about because, you know, it was such a competitive environment. Like, hey, you, you don't want to be here? See ya, right? The whole idea of, you know, we want volunteers, not prisoners. Ten, ten, ten people lined up behind you. Yeah, you got to, it. Uh, yeah. You got it, right? So that was, you know, that was a big motivator to kind of, to kind of keep there. So, you know, and I know you've put in all kinds of, Hours. I remember those right. days. I can yeah, talk stories about you know days, and uh, I've never locked into as long a day, two three days that you said in a row. I always found time to get a shower somewhere in there after forty eight hours at least, you know. <laughs> but yeah, you, you leave in the morning and it's dark, and you come back and it's dark, or you miss a day and wait a minute, <laughs> what what's going on here? Yeah, you gotta you gotta learn that to appreciate it. You can't really, you know, people listening to us that they haven't done it. They're gonna, eh, what the hell? You know, let's 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 end this podcast. Well, well, the the, the you know, I think to your point, the, the the work gets done when the work's done, right? The, right. the work isn't done at a certain time, and that you know, so part of that was just that kind of mentality, and knowing, hey, we have a we, we have a job to do, we have we we have goals in mind, we we have things that have to get done, we we have a deadline. Okay, we, we work towards that deadline. And then stuff happens along the way because you're 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 relying upon people, you know, to get stuff done with you. So there's hiccups along the way, and you know. But that's again, that's 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 just part of it, right? And that's and the reason I bring it up is because there's a similar feel to running your own business. It's there twenty four seven, Jack. It's always there. It's always on your mind. And again, come back to you can choose to you know, to a certain extent what which hours you'd like to personally work. And how much effort you want to be able to kind of put into it, but, but but it's always kind of there. And but one of the things that's always been been constant for me. This goes back to my to my caddying days. That's back where you know back where Jack and I met was on the was on the golf course. When, you know when I used to caddy, and I caddied for a lot of guys like Jack who were entrepreneurs. And and almost to a to a person, they talk about it, how much they enjoyed what they did. And they would use phrases like, "Hey, if it feels like work." It's time to find something else. And that phrase was at the forefront of my mind as I was approaching 30 years old. I was investment banking, you know, you know, going on my first decade. And I'm looking at guys who were 10, 20 years older than me. And I'm looking at them going, I don't want to be them. No chance. And the work coming in, where it used to be exciting, I was having fun with it early on, it started to feel like work. I wasn't excited about it. I was like, huh. you know, you got that deep breath. Oh, come on. You know, and, and where, so I, I started recognizing myself, like, Hey, I have to change. You know, I've kind of learned what, what I wanted to learn here. I have to move on to something else. And well, versus what versus go get another job, <laughs> keep working for somebody else. You know, so, so I had the benefit, you know, during my time in New York, I also then moved back here to the Cleveland area and, and, I commuted for three years. So I was working remote before working remote was a popular thing. I've been working remote for over 20 years now, Jack, I guess, if you look at it that way. But what I part of one of the things that got reinforced or I discovered there is I don't need somebody overseeing me from the standpoint of what needs to get done. You know, I'm pretty responsible and can get stuff done. And, you know, the fact that I was 500 miles away didn't really matter. They were a little leery to start with, but then they saw how I was performing and things, things were just fine. So, again, coming back to being your own boss, the work is always there, Jack. But how much work should you be doing? And, and I guess my take on this is try to find stuff that's not like work. 
that might sound silly, but your points are talking about, you know, this whole idea about, about retirement. So I'm, I'm at that point now in my life where we got a lot of friends and family and folks who are retired or looking at retirement and, and I'm watching what they're doing. And, and for the most part, it's, it looks pretty friggin' miserable to me, Jack. Well, it is, I think for <laughs> most people, Adam, they, uh, they, they don't think of the future beyond work. They, they might, but it's going to be on a vacation setting for the most part. That's not sustainable. You know, I'd like to use the example if, if all of a sudden somebody did not have a money issue, what would you do? You won a lottery for 50 million before ta or after tax and, and how would you spend your time the next day? Oh, you'd vacate a little bit. You'd, you know, do some things that people always talk about who will never reach that plateau. And you put that into play, but you find out after a couple of months that it just isn't what it's cracked up to be. You've accomplished what most people in the world try to try to accomplish, and that's getting ahead financially. And if they do get ahead financially, now what do they do? More doors open up, more choices are available to you, and that becomes agonizing after a while. It's, it's, it's not fun, as crazy as it sounds. It's not fun trying to figure out of six or eight places to go to, they're all equal or better. Uh, what are you going to do? There's only so much sunlight and bad golf to play and good dinners to have. Now what do you do? Your friends aren't in the same league as you are, and that, that makes it tough. And it's if you, you haven't thought about it and it descends on you after 25 years in your company, that's pretty scary, and it's not talked about. You know, what do you do after you retire? What if you do when you can retire with a bunch of money? You eliminate one one of life's problems. <laughs> and how much should you work? How much should you be working? Well, well, Jack, it's almost like, you know, well, work is a four-letter word, right? Um, but it, it, it almost, Very appropriate. Very well, appropriate. Well, it, it comes that way. It's like, we, like we've talked about for years where the word profit, which is not a four-letter word, but gets treated like a, like, like a four-letter four word, right? So profit's bad and, and works bad. So you have the proliferation of, you know, uh, I think most people are probably familiar, whether they've read it or not, you've probably heard about the the four-hour workweek book that Tim Ferriss wrote uh, years ago, back I think it was uh, 2007. You know, the, that to me isn't just Tim Ferriss putting something out there. He's kind of capturing kind of what's out there. He's, he's sharing his experience, but there's a that mindset of, and I can understand that, you know, people may, to your point, they're, they're, they're listening to a little bit of our stories here and, working hundred plus hour weeks and thinking, you know, you guys are freaking crazy, right? And who would want to do that? Or you have, you know, a generation coming up that, that, um, who grew up during the financial crisis of, of, of 2008 and saw what happened to their parents who were working like crazy. And then, you know, things didn't work out or we had this crazy pandemic these last three years and it's kind of changed people's perspective, make them, make them think a little bit about stuff. But you know, the, 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 the idea that work is a bad thing, that's to me is completely false. Yes, I agree. And, I agree. Yeah, you know, there's there's tremendous satisfaction in in work and doing stuff. And again, coming back to your point, you know, if you're looking at you know what is what is retirement, what is semi-retirement? That's you know when when Jack and I got reconnected, Jack was semi-retired. That's that's kind of the word he was using. So so what does semi-retired mean, Jack? <laughs> how, how do we define semi-retired? As you're doing, as you're doing everything half-assed. <laughs> right. Yeah, you, know, you got. Yeah, you're kind of you're straddling that fence, so to speak, right? Between yeah, you, you know, and 
What happens when you straddle the fence? Eventually, you you want it falling on the fence, right? It's not gonna be it's not gonna be fun for anybody <laughs> when, that, when that happens, you know. So, but it's something. Yeah, your your point. It's something that that people kind of dream about, and we've had clients, you know, that we've seen this, and so when I say it depends. So 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 what's your goal? So if your goal is the is to work your butt off for the next five, 10, 15 years, and then you know sell your company for a bunch of money, and then and then ride off into the sunset. Okay, again. Sounds great. It's it's kind of like when you when you watch movies and there's those penultimate scenes of people laughing or doing things like this, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, well, what happens after you know for the next five minutes after that scene's done? You know, you know what what happens, right? So hey, we had that big party, the big celebration. Hey, you know, it's sold. You're you you're, you're retired, and all of a sudden everybody goes home, and it's just you. What do you do now? Now right? what? Right? <laughs> staring staring at into that abyss. And 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 secretly... you get a cat. You get a cat. You uh, <laughs> make sure your next door neighbor can cover cover your house and animals when you're gone. <laughs> well, you, you you're staring at this abyss, and you know, and, and and yet you're pining for the work days because there was satisfaction. There, there there was fun. You know, there were there were things that you enjoyed. So, I guess part of part of the message that that, that I'd like to get through here today, and 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 you know, to be able to share some of the stories like this is trying to find those things that you really enjoy. So, you know, you acquired five different companies, Jack. They were all deep turnarounds. And so, so folks are not sure what that means, you know, turnarounds and companies that's, that's losing money, right? That's not a good place to be. I mean, you can imagine the stressors that go on between pissed off uh, employees, vendors, customers, you know, who, who knows, right? So you delved into those companies. And I'm going to guess those, th- th- those first 90, 180 days, you weren't working four-hour work weeks, would be my guess. Your guess is right. But my guess is, too, is that it probably was a lot of fun. You know, you've, you've talked about those times, I'll say glowingly, in terms of just different stories you've shared with me and with the audience over the years. But just talk about you know, when you when you kind of go in and comparing that, if you can, to what it was like. You, know, you had tremendous success in the corporate world. you know, And so to, to go from that world to all of a sudden now, you're going to this little company that needs some some fixing up, and and you can see it. And, and you know, you know, what was that like? You know, can, 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 you, can you tap back into how satisfying and how how much fun that was, even though you're probably working eighty hundred hour weeks for the, for those first several months would be my guess. You're absolutely right, Adam. That that's exactly the the feeling. You know, you got so much to do, but it's fun stuff because you know you can fix it. You know, you you got a strong innate feeling that it's very fixable and that was true and that's what's when you put when you put your your skill level to the test and it works out hey you know it's a that's the only pat on the back that i need you know it isn't uh more than that and i think that's very common first and then if you want to stretch your stuff you can do that but most people don't well give me another one you know let's see if i can do another one and right. and uh it's it's satisfying you know, you retain jobs, you, you basically get people smiling and, and talking to each other again in a positive way because the place is cleaned up and focused and people like that. It's not a lifetime, you know, it's going to go on for a year or two until everyone gets to know the routines and, and <laughs> they, they fall back to people grumbling about bad jobs. But you, you, you try to create the environment in the culture that allows people to have more space for themselves and direct themselves. And most people can't do that because they have no experience in doing that. So, 
Yes, that uh, you got to like what you're doing. You, you really do. That's important. Well, as you said at the outset here, Jack, you, know, we, you, know, you and I have been together 20 years now coaching small business owners, and, and I'm still amazed at how many small business owners are not having much fun. And it's, it just, it seems so counterintuitive to me because again, the whole idea of trying to do your own thing and, you know, is the, is to also enjoy yourself a bit. Right. And, you know, one of our, one of our great um, inspirations for starting the coaching business after we already kind of done it, we learned about coaching was through the, the book called the E-Myth Revisited. And Michael Gerber, who's the author talks about, you know, here you are starting your own thing and you get the you're working for the worst boss ever. Right yourself right and, and to a certain extent and it, it, it comes back to you know in part of our coaching we talk about when i say it depends we talk about what are you trying to accomplish so again if your goal is and if you if you're and we've had clients go through this if you're in a, in, in a in a fast growth industry or you got some consolidations going on and, and it's a it's a short window a five ten year window well yeah you can put your head down and you can work 100 hour weeks for that for that time you know, and, and kind of get it done. And all of a sudden then you sell and you, and, and you kind of move on to something else. But at the end of the day, that's something else meaning what? So let's say you're in your forties or your fifties and all of a sudden you're, to your point, Jack, whether you won the lotto or whatever it might be, you, you sold your company and all, all of a sudden now you've got enough money to take care of all your financial needs for the rest of your foreseeable life. Great. Well, now what? We sit on an Island, you know, I go back to, uh, Trading Places. Remember that movie from the early 80s with uh, Dan Ackerman? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? So they, they, the ending scene, here they are. They're all on an island, right? They're on an island getting served. Let's have lobster and, you know, and crab both and run a yacht. Okay, good. So what happens five minutes later? You know, after that after that penultimate scene, you know, because you know, they're all very young, right? I mean, I think Jamie Lee Curtis is probably, you know, was probably 30 at that point or, you know, 28. So, you know, so they're all very young. But here, okay, here it is. And so... I guess to me, work shouldn't be shouldn't be a a a bad word. Part of the goal is to try to find, and I know it's a popular word these days, is sustainable. But when I say sustainable, it's okay. How much work do you want to do? And and again, if you're doing work that's not work, if it doesn't feel like work, to put in 30, 40, 50 hours a week, Jack, isn't a big deal. Because it's not work. Yeah, you know, again, and if from the standpoint of what, yeah, you know, when you think of work being negative. It's not, it's not, it's not a negative thing. It's, it's enjoyable. It's fulfilling. And there, we have clients that will often battle getting bored. Right. <laughs> That's one of the worst things in business too. Because if the owner gets bored, what happens? <clears throat> you get distracted. They start meddling with stuff. They start poking their nose around and stuff. Okay. So, you know, part of the goal, or maybe the question shouldn't be in terms of how, you know, how do I get where I don't work anymore? or I get to four hour work week, but, how do I find a level that's sustainable where I'm enjoying myself or doesn't feel like work? And, you know, the fact that you're making money, that's nice too, but it shouldn't be all about the money, Jack. I saw too much. I don't think it story. is. I don't think it is. You know, most people get beyond that. They, they're, they're trying to get something better going on, but they don't know how to do it. I think that's more the issue. They like to say it's money because everyone understands money to a degree. And, uh, can't get enough of it right so they say well i saw too many people when i was in new york that that's kind of what the the, the the big driving factor was it was all about the money you know and, and they and many people had plans jack hey you know they graduate from business school and they're gonna they're gonna work for five or eight or ten years they're gonna get a small studio apartment and they're gonna save all this money 
And then once they get all the money, you know, get this nest egg saved up, Jack, then they're going to go, to your point, do something, whatever that something might be. And you know what happened to most of those people? Well, they got to their five years or their seven years, or their eight years, they're getting ready to leave. And all of a sudden, they throw a little bit more money at the person. Ah, you know, I can stay for a few more years, Jack, right? And a few more years becomes a few more decades eventually, because what happens is you get trapped. That's part of what I started to see. And, you know, and, and so I think if folks are listening to this who are in corporate America, you might feel this too. You feel trapped. How do you get out? You know, they, they, they suck you into a point where all of a sudden, and, 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 and if you're in corporate America, they aren't necessarily trying to make you feel good. Tell you how wonderful you are and how great you are and everything else. They're like, hey, we'll survive if you take off. We'd like to have you here. But again, so there's that kind of delicate balance. Owning your own thing, though, you're that crazy boss, right? So what do you want to do? And if you're the boss who wants to be that absentee owner, well, think about how you'd feel about that. Working for somebody who's not around and you're just sending money to that person all the time, right? You're going to feel pretty good about that. You're going to be eventually get pretty upset about that. Hey, what do we keep sending the boss all this money for? The boss really isn't doing anything, right? So if your goal is to not be engaged, not work at all, our advice to you would be either close your company or sell it. You know, because the idea of, hey, I'm not going to work. Okay, well, chances of success are very minimal at that point. You're not going to be doing the right kind of things. You're not going to attract the right kind of people to be able to help stuff. Versus trying to find things that are enjoyable. And again, you know, if if you're having fun, it's not work. And again, time flies when you're having fun. We, we all know that phrase, Jack, because it's, it's true. And, you know, we've been together for 20 years now. And it's been a lot of fun. These 20 years go by quick. We always joke about, I can't believe it's been that many. Okay, well, it's just, we're having fun, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. And... You know, you see it with relationships. You, know, you see it in situations, you know, where certain things just go quicker. So our challenge today, for, you know, for those of you listening is if you're if you're struggling with this question about how much should I be working or not working? And well, again, how do you define work and what does it look like? And if you think about like Jack's saying, if you think about beyond your supposed work life, what does that look like? You're going to be doing volunteer stuff. Or you're going to be doing, okay, what kind of things do you want to be doing? Because getting up and, and, and living a life of leisure 24-7, 365, that sounds exhausting to me, Jack. Yeah, that's a terrible existence. <laughs> <laughs> and I think most entrepreneurs would relate to that and would believe that. You know, and it's it's maybe hard to see it when you're when you're deep down in it. You know, if you're struggling with your company, again, come back to those five companies that you bought that were struggling, Jack. You know, those prior owners probably weren't feeling, they were probably, they were probably happy. Okay, you know, I'm finally done with whatever I'm done with, right? You know, all the all the pain's done, I, I can leave. But for most folks, again, it's just trying to find, I think trying to find that balance and what works for you. And, and part of the beauty of today's day and age, Jack, with the technology we have, it gives you the flexibility to work in different ways, in different locations, right? So again, so... And I, I think that's a very positive thing. You know, when I was at corporate America, we had, you know, I, I had my pager, you know, back in the mid nineties before the proliferation of cell phones, we had our pager. It was like a friggin' leash, right? It could, I could go somewhere, <laughs> but you know, that pager in Reagan, here you got, you got to find a pay phone. Those of you who don't remember pay phones, these, these are things that were on the street that you, you used to Boy, what changes, picture. what changes we've made, isn't it? Right. Oh, but, but again, that, bring that, that, them that, back. That technology wasn't viewed as freeing, Jack. It was viewed as being that leash, right? Where, oh, they, 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 you know, 
I'm out of the office, but, but I'm on that leash. They, they, they can yank at any time kind of thing, right? Okay, well, let's use technology. Let's use those things to help make things work better. And part of the thing that we love about small business, you know, you know, we've talked about this on, on prior shows too. Again, what are you trying to do? And are you trying to get to a level that's sustainable? Or do you want to keep growing and growing and growing just, just for growth's sake? You know, and there's different ways to try to find that balance. And trying to balance, you know, I'm not, we're not saying, nor are we suggesting you should work 100-hour weeks. That happens sometimes. And, and it's often necessary. If, if, if there's a crisis that happens, you, got, you have to get on it. But how are you trying to find that balance? And the balance isn't the end goal of getting to where I'm not working at all, but find that right balance of what we find work and how we find enjoyment from that work. Yeah, be aware of it and, and put some effort into thinking about what you do when you exceed that, that plateau. So, because it's coming. Maybe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And it's a four-letter okay. word, but it's a good four-letter word, Jack, I think. So <clears throat> so start looking for that instead of worrying about how much you're working. Try to find a work that you enjoy. And, I, and again, we talk about this all the time, Jack. We talk about business owners. Either you want to be a business owner or you don't. That's why we'll often, we we'll often start with, if you want to buy, go buy a pizza shop, right? Don't worry about what the product or service is. But getting and running a business can be a lot of fun. There's work to it, but the, the, the work isn't a bad thing. Work's a good thing from that standpoint. So that's our story, Jack, and we're sticking to it, right? It's our story. That's correct, though. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for being part of our and listening to our show today. It's episode 363 of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. If wow. you like what you heard, you can get them all at our website, <clears throat> com. If you click on the Episodes tab there, you'll see there's a search bar. You can type in whatever question, thought, topic you're interested in. It'll feed back to you whatever shows we've done on that, on that particular topic. If there isn't one there that... Uh, suit your needs you can email us at radio at maximumvp.com or give us a call 330-849-0670 and we'll either answer the question for you directly or we can do like we did today put together a show for it because chances are if you have the question somebody else does as well and they'll be happy to ask that question if you prefer podcasts and listen to your favorite podcast player it could be iheart spotify apple podcast if you search for dirty secrets of small business you can subscribe to the show there, and we t usually drop a new episode every Thursday morning, so we drop right there to your smart device. You should be able to get all the prior episodes there as well. So these are, uh, are evergreen shows that, that should last the last over time. They aren't necessarily tied into any particular thing going on in the world around us today, but small business guidance that, that, that stands the test of time. So, so that's our show for this week. Again, thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Bye.